Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Guilty Mom. I know, I know, we did not have an episode last week, but there is a perfectly good excuse for not having an episode. My household was hit terribly with the flu and um, luckily I did not get the flu myself, but my husband, my son, and my daughter all had it. So that was fun for me. Um, And now, as I'm sure you can hear, I have a really bad cold. So I was actually, and call me a terrible mother if you want, but I was actually the only one to get a flu shot this year. And that's only because they um, um, really, really wanted me to do it at my last, at one of my last appointments uh, with my OB. So that's why I got it and my kids didn't. Yeah, I totally slacked on it. Next year, we're all getting it. But it was bad, you guys. So I'm lucky to finally be able to put something new out. And it is the end of this week, (laughs) pretty much. So anyway, I apologize. But sorry, not sorry. You should... I'm not even recording this for YouTube because... I look terrible and my house looks terrible and you're lucky you're getting a new episode. Okay, so let's get into it. I really want to talk about mom shaming. This is something that I've been wanting to talk about for some time now and I've mentioned it a lot in my previous episodes. You know, I I kind of just mentioned like that mom shaming is a thing, that we do it to ourselves, uh, that we do it to each other. Um, the society does it to us, the media, all of that, right? But we've never really, I've never really kind of defined it or um, kind of explored mom shaming just in isolation by itself without um, talking about something else, right? But let's let's just call mom shaming by what it really is. And that is self-serving it is a self-serving bias and I'll tell you what self-serving bias is um, in psychology I talk about the self-serving bias a lot with my students who were mostly in high school and so I would tell them you guys are really good at this at this self-serving bias but the more I thought about it the more I realized really we are all pretty good at it but I would say that women and probably grown women adult women and moms are the worst at it well by worst I mean we're the best at judging other people and now before I really really get into it I'm going to admit I've said it before many times in other episodes I know that being judgy is one of my faults. It's one of my flaws. It is something that I consistently work on and I think that I have gotten a million times better. But as a woman, naturally, I get real judgy sometimes. And I am the first to take blame that yes, I totally judge people sometimes without merit. Like I should definitely not be doing it. But the difference I think between... um between um between being aware of the fact that you are at times judgmental and not being aware of it 
is that you ca- you can step back and check yourself, you know, like, whoa, okay, that was t- <laughs> that was so super judgy on your part. Like you've no idea what this person is going through or what this person um, is like. So, you know, you should probably take it easy. And which I do. I do. And like I said, I feel that I've gotten a million times better about it. I guess depending on who you ask, they might. (laughs) But you've also got to look at how judgmental that person is. Um, But anyway, I think, again, I'm going to say not that it makes me better, any better than the next mom. But I do feel that my background and my education in psychology helps me to kind of take a step back and um, realize when I'm doing this. But anyway, so the self-serving bias is basically just a, it's called, it's an attribution error. But if you want to put it, obviously, in layman's terms, the self-serving bias is this um, mechanism, almost like a defense mechanism that we use as humans to maintain our own self-esteem at the expense of others. And by that, I mean, we attribute our flaws and our lapse in judgment and our misbehavior, we attribute all of these bad things in us to the situation that we're in. And we attribute the unfavorable things about other things to their disposition or to their personality. Like, well, that's just how that person is. They are this way. That's why they act this way. Whereas if we do the same thing, we're like, oh, no, no, no. But I did it because I had to. I was facing this dilemma and I had to do it. Right. I know I've mentioned. uh, I'm not sure that I've said this exact or that I've given this exact example but if I did bear with me I'm gonna give it again I say that that single women single mothers are very good at the self-serving bias (laughs) well moms right because we're talking about mom shaming moms are really good at at at, um at the self-serving bias because what they do is let's say you had a really rough week at work and you know you're like I I just gotta go out with my friends got to go out and have a happy hour with my girlfriends and a happy hour turns it into two in the morning by the time you know it you're stumbling in your front door right and the kids are with who grandma or a babysitter but more often than not it's like grandma and so you have this really hard week and and you say you know what I deserve this I really deserve a night out like I I just I can't do this anymore I need some time off and I need some time for myself So you doing this, you going out is not because you're a bad mom and you're leaving your kid or your kids with their grandmother. It's because of the situation. You're doing this, you're going out because you deserve it. You need a break here and there, right? But how about if your frenemy, and we're going to name her Susie, If Susie goes out, right, and she posts pictures on Facebook, she's out drinking all night with her friends and blah, blah, blah. She's out dancing on the tables and having a good time. What do we say about Susie? 
Oh my God. Can you believe that Susie went out again the other weekend? And guess who the kids are with? Grandma. Duh. The kids are always with the grandma because she's always out every weekend with her friends. Never mind that last weekend you did the exact same thing. But no, no. This is not a flaw in your character or in your personality. You did it because you needed some time off and you deserved it. Susie did it because she's a bad mom. See what I mean? Hope that example makes it clear, right? But meanwhile, we have no idea what's happening in Susie's life. Maybe Susie had a bad week too. And first of all, who the fuck cares why Susie went out? Stop looking at what Susie is doing, right? It's like in my caption where I say, we all think that we're way better than Susie Homemaker. I'm the best mom ever. And then why the fuck do you care what Susie's doing? Why are you watching Susie like so closely? So basically, that's it. That's what mom shaming is, is we don't realize or we, we refuse to accept the flaws in ourselves and to admit the flaws in ourselves because we want to maintain our own self-esteem. In our minds, we are better mothers than the next person. Right? And this is not always the case. In the end, at the end of the podcast, I'll try to kind of summarize this up a little bit better. But it's becoming quite hard for me to breathe because I can't breathe <laughs> through my nose right now. And I feel like I'm talking a million miles a minute. But what are the some what are some of the things? What are some of the things that we mom shame about? I I hope that I I would like for you guys to tell me like what have you been mom shamed about because I can tell you a whole slew of things that I've been mom shamed about right so let's see like some of the most common things that we mom oh my gosh this is a good one one of the most common things that I see that mothers are shamed about is how much time your child spends on electronics but specifically how much time your child spends on YouTube I'm gonna admit it my child my older child not my little one my older child spends quite a bit of time on her iPad I mean I'm just gonna put it out there she does (laughs) does she get her stuff done yeah She cleans her room. She helps me with housework. She does her homework. But, you know, how much of all of those things does she have to do? Not a lot. I'll admit also that I'm not a very, um, I don't want to use the word strict because I do feel that I'm somewhat of a strict mother. But I don't have these unrealistic expectations for my children in the household or at the very least for her for my daughter who she's nine now and you guys can give me shit about this if you want but she doesn't have a a set list of chores so she doesn't wash the dishes she doesn't have to wash her own clothing she doesn't have to make her bed every single morning those are those are you know, maybe like making making the bed, I feel like she could she could do, that she should be doing. 
on her own. But I mean, I don't make my bed every morning. So why the hell would I expect her to do it? Um, But anyway, I say this because I have met a lot of mothers who do have these expectations for their children, especially for their girls. And that's fine. If you would like, if you have this set of rules for your child, that is perfectly fine. That works for you. Those are your beliefs, but they're not mine. You know, so, and why do I not have all of these expectations for her? Because I don't want to. Because she's nine. And if I need her help and I ask for it, she's more than willing to do it. You know, there are times like on Sundays when I'm doing laundry. I do laundry all day on Sundays. She'll help me do that. You know, she'll put the laundry away. I'll fold it. I'll do everything. And then she comes in and puts it away. And then we'll move on to clean the living room. And she's upstairs watching something on her tablet. And then she comes down and she vacuums the rugs for me. You know, things like that. But I don't like to put such a heavy burden on my child at such a young age. There's going to be plenty of time for her to be doing those things when she gets older. When she gets married or if she doesn't choose to get married when she's living on her own and she has to maintain her home. I feel like I set a good enough example to where she knows what is expected of her as she gets older. But right now she's a kid and I'm okay with her just getting her, I don't want to say the bare minimum, but kind of, yeah, I'm okay with her just doing the bare minimum for now as long as your homework is done, as long as your room is clean, as long as your hygiene is taken care of, then, you know, do what you like to do. And I will say this too. I say that she spends a lot of time on her tablet, but I guess it's kind of, it's a very subjective thing. Like what is a lot of time to you? Because she also has a ridiculous amount of Schleich toys that she makes videos with, and she plays with on a regular basis. So let's say she she is downstairs watching a movie for an hour or a show for an hour. And then she'll go upstairs and she'll put the tablet down and go upstairs and play. And I can hear her like making... I've talked about my child's play before in one of my episodes. But I can hear her, you know, dialoguing upstairs and like having these very intricate storylines with her, with her Schleich animals and stuff. So... It doesn't worry me how much time she spends on her tablet. And it shouldn't worry you. And it shouldn't worry other moms. Because you know what? What my daughter does is none of your damn business. And we can't shame people. We can't shame each other for something like that. Because we don't have any context. We don't know what goes on inside of that home. So while you are out at a restaurant judging and talking crap about the little girl that's on her phone the entire dinner watching something with her headphones on, you're sitting there judging the parents because they let her do that and they're not talking to her and how dare they just have her sitting there on the phone. You have no idea how much those parents spent with that child before going into that restaurant and allowing the child to zone the hell out watching their tablet. You know, most of the time 
like we'll go to in texas we went to san antonio a lot but here in maine we'll go to portland and it's a bigger city i mean it's not nearly the same size as san antonio but i it's comparable um the the things that are available to to do there um so we'll take the kids and we'll spend all day with them all day i mean we take them here and there we go to the mall and we go to eat and then we go walk around excuse me downtown like old port and we take them sightseeing and we just spend all day with them so at night my husband and I, you know, we're like, let's go to a nice dinner and we make sure those damn iPads are charged because you know what we want to do? We want to talk to each other now for an hour and a half. So you watch your movie on your tablet. Here you go. Here are your headphones and everything because you don't want to hear us anymore. You're tired. They're tired. They just want to go back to the hotel. But here's mom and dad drinking a bottle of wine, having dinner. So, yeah, watch your movie if you want. Okay. That is one of the most common things that I see women getting mom shamed for. And another thing is um, how much time we devote to our kids as opposed to time devoting the time that is devoted to ourselves. I personally have been mom shamed about how much I work out in relation to how much time I spend with my kids. And I want to tell those people, like, how stupid are you? Like, you're, you're not very bright to think that I work out so much that I don't spend time with my children. Because there's 24 hours in a day. Let's say nine of those hours, you're asleep. Yeah, right, right. Maybe the kids are, but not you. I'm in the gym an hour and a half. So (laughs) the rest of that time, I'm with my kids. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that's that's another thing is we don't sit and actually think about these things. Like, you sound like a real idiot saying that, you know. And if I ever said that, I would tell myself that. Like, wait a minute, this is completely irrational. Like, it doesn't even make sense, the things, some of the things that we mom shame other moms about. (laughs) Our kids diet. That's another thing that I've seen that, that moms, that we mom shame each other about. Like, oh, you let your kids drink Coke? Oh, I don't personally. That's actually one of (laughs) That's actually one, probably one of the things that I'm pretty judgy about. I say it all the time. You know, when I see children, and I'm going to just disclose, be like completely honest with you guys, because I always am. I definitely become really judgy when I see um, babies or toddlers with bottles full of juice or soda or Kool-Aid, things like that, you know. And I always say, Because my mom used to, well, you know what? I don't remember that far back, but I imagine that my mom might have done that once or twice, right? Here and there, given us like a bottle full of juice or or Kool-Aid or whatever, right? And I say, well, yeah, yeah, she used to do that, but we, we didn't know any better back then. Like we know so much more now about what sugar does to our children. 
You know, we know, we know better now. And so that is kind of appalling to me when I see, (laughs) when I see that. Do I ever say anything? No, of course not. What the hell am I going to say? Hey, lady, don't give your kids sugar in a bottle. Listen, she, (laughs) she wants to give that to our kid, to her kid. Okay. You have to be straight up negligent or like doing something that's going to physically harm your child or, or psychologically harm your child in order for me to step in. And that is one thing I will say, and I tell my husband all the time, one thing that I do not like to do is judge other people's parenting. Um, because of the, of, because of the sheer or mere fact that we don't know what happens at home. So I can't judge you for what you do because I don't want you to judge me for what I do with my kids, you know, unless I'm actually doing something that's, that's hurting them majorly, then don't tell me anything, you know? So anyway, like I said, that's one of those things. That is one thing that I get like very judgy about is, uh, is sugar consumption. (laughs) And I think it comes or it stems from like my mom in my home. We never had soda ever, 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 ever had soda. Uh, we had like orange juice and water. (laughs) That was it. Um, soda was like a treat for us. We, we never had it. And even if we ever did have it, it was like one little cup and that's it. And so that's how I kind of, that's how my kids grew up. And I think that's what my sisters do as well. I don't think they ever have really soda in their homes. Um, my daughter, she is nine now, like I said, but she doesn't, she didn't even taste Coca-Cola until she was like, four something like that so um does she like it of course she does and my son freaking loves it but do they drink it very often no and my son calls it cola he says i see that like my husband will get on a rum and coke kick or something and he he'll hide a two liter bottle of coke somewhere that will last him forever it'll go bad like that's how little soda we drink and my son will find it and he'll say mommy I, I have a little bit of cola. <laughs> he, wa- he wants me to give him soda, but I hardly ever do. But um, anyway, like I said, it's kind of like a treat for them. So yeah, that's um, that's another thing that I feel like we get very mom shamey about is the kids' diets. But listen, as long as the child is growing, they're healthy, they're um, thriving, it's none of your goddamn business what people feed their kids. Okay, so shut your mouth. Just don't even say anything. (laughs) And another major, major thing in uh, American society in general is working moms versus stay-at-home moms. Let me tell you something. I have done it both, and they are both really fucking hard. (laughs) Actually, I actually, and, and my opinion matters because is or is valid because I've done them both now. And I actually think that it's easier. Don't kill me working moms, but I think it's easier to be a working mom than it is to be a stay-at-home mom. Emotionally, physically, psychologically, any way that you look at it, I personally feel that it's that it's slightly easier to be a working mother as opposed to a stay-at-home mom. If not for just the fact that it you go crazy sometimes. <laughs> like me. 
I have gone full-blown mental breakdown on my husband several times because I'm like, I don't have any purpose. I need to be working. And he's like, what do you mean you don't have purpose, honey? Your greatest purpose in life is raising our kids. It's not the same. It's not enough. I want more. (laughs) I'm like begging to go back to work and I can't. But is it worth it? Absolutely, it's worth it right? But we, working moms against stay-at-home moms, it's like always been like that. And we argue about who sh- who should be more tired. No, I'm more exhausted than you are. But you don't even go to work. I go to work. And, well, no, but you don't spend all this time with your kids. And who's a better mom? Well, I spend more time with my kids. So you don't even ever see your kids until dinner time. You know, so it's like this like battle that just rages forever. And we're never going to get to the bottom of it. And both of you are great stay at home working. Come on, like any way you look at it, you're sacrificing something for your children. I was reading an article today. No, maybe it was yesterday. I don't know, but it was this week sometime. I was reading an article and the the author says, it, it was talking about the this um cultural ideology that we have well really worldwide I think I I think it's a global ideology but um she referred to it as an American ideology of this intensive mothering like this we have created this idealized mother in American society that we women and mothers we all feel like we have to live up to we feel like this pressure this almost burdensome responsibility to want to be really good moms, to want to invest all of our time in our children, to want to invest all of this energy in our kids to, and to do it, right? And so the author says, she's talking about cultural contradictions of motherhood. That's what she was talking about. And she says, um, Why is so much expected of a woman? And it's very contradictory, she says, because the American society is like inherently fueled and guided by this self-interested gain, right? America is like, you should be selfish. We're an individualistic culture, the American culture is. And so we put the individual before the collective group, right? And we say, no, be selfish. Go for your dreams. You know, you make yourself happy at all costs and whatever, right? So we're driven by this self-interested gain. Everyone in the American culture, except that women should exhibit or should be guided by an unselfish nurturing for their children. So it's like, everybody put yourself first. Uh, But not you guys. Not you girls. You girls put the kids first. Okay, so everything, your life should be child-centered. We should be, your life should be revolving around the best, what's best for your children. You have no room to be selfish. You have no room to exhibit the self-interest. Right? So it's, I I even mentioned this in my last podcast, this idea of cognitive dissonance. Like you, well, it's not an idea. It is a thing, right? You experience as a woman 
this cognitive dissonance where you you feel one thing and then you feel a contradictory thing at the same time and you kind of get very confused like where do I draw the line what do I do do I work or do I stay stay home and take care of my kids well you can work but you better also be you know expending all of your time on your children so it's like I said, it's almost a burdensome responsibility that we carry and we all carry it, moms. We all do. So we have no room to be mom shaming one another because it doesn't help. But here's the thing. I think it does. I think for women who mom shame, it does help them in this like really convoluted, disturbing way. It helps you by mom shaming other mothers. You maintain this favorable sense of self. You're better than other moms because you're putting other moms down. You know what I mean? And women in general do this. That's just, we just do. I mean, just admit it. And if you don't admit it, then I don't believe you. Um, Because we do it. All of us do. Whether consciously, whether consciously or unconsciously, we do it. And here's the thing that I've kind of come, or the conclusion that I've kind of come to in studying, um, this whole mom shaming thing and self-serving bias and stuff. Because let's go back to the self-serving bias to kind of close close up this episode. Oftentimes, we project on other people the negative things that we see in ourselves, right? So if we think that our kids spend too much time on YouTube, we say that other kids do. No, not my kid. That kid spends too much time on YouTube. Not not my kid. But really, it's us projecting something that we see as unfavorable in ourselves. So it's kind of like, uh, like the husband or wife, whatever, right? But I'm giving an example of a husband. Like the husband that's cheating on his wife. And she doesn't know it, but in order to kind of self-preserve he projects what he's doing onto the best friend's husband like hey don't you think so-and-so's husband is probably cheating on them because look at how they're acting about meanwhile this husband is the one that's doing it you know so like I said oftentimes the self-serving bias helps or serves us for a projecting things that we see as unfavorable in ourselves onto other people Right. And and like I said, it's kind of a it's kind of self-preservation mode. Like I want to keep feeling good about myself. So I'm just going to project this negative emotion onto someone else. But more often than not, I actually think that mothers that we judge and mom shame because we see in other women something that we would like to see in ourselves. I mean, let that sink in for a second and really think about that. Why do we judge 
Why do we as women judge other women so harshly? And for a lot of the time, no good reason. Very often, if we are doing that continuously, it's because this woman or this mother whom you are portraying as unfavorable has something in her that you wish you had in you. And it's a very sobering fact when you, when you do realize that. You know, I've talked about, in a previous episode... I talked about good envy and bad envy. And I think that kind of ties in a lot to this self-serving bias and this idea of mom shaming is that when we feel good envy for our fellow mom friends, for our fellow friends in general, for our fellow girl friends, when we feel the good envy, we let their successes drive us and motivate us. But when we feel a bad envy, what do we do? We get mad at them. We don't like them anymore. We talk about them behind their backs. We mom shame them. We do anything that we can to make ourselves feel better for not having, for not possessing what it is that they do that we don't have. And... Whether you want to admit it or not, it's okay. You don't have to admit it to yourself. But it's true. <laughs> I hope that hit home with some of you guys. With a, for, for a lot of you all, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I have been wanting to talk about mom shaming and where it really truly comes from for quite some time. And again, I'm going to say I am not immune to this. I know very well that I can, that I have been in the past that I've been, you know, judgy about anything, not just moms, right? Because we kind of, we judge other people too. We don't just mom shame. We do a lot. We're human. We're horrible people. <laughs> We're a horrible species with one another, but hey, that's human nature. Anyway, let me know how you like this episode. I hope that you did. And we'll see what I'm going to try to get Oh, yes, I want to get a panel of moms together to talk about um, how your experience in motherhood, how you have been mom shamed, how you feel like you've mom shamed other moms. Um, Have you felt good or bad envy? How has that played out for you? So if you feel like you would like to be a part of that um, and I want to do it within this month, I definitely want to do it before I have the baby. So I'd like to do it by mid-February. If you're interested in doing something like that, and you can remain completely anonymous if you'd like, you know, just people are going to hear your voice. Um, if you would like to do it, uh, please contact me somehow on Instagram, Facebook, if you have my phone number through uh, my blog, whatever, you know, figure it out and let me know because I would love to have you. That is all that I have for you guys today. It's a 35-minute episode, so that's pretty good. I'm kind of staying under the 40-minute radar. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next time.